For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a daily podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. All this week, we'll be talking to Reverend Matthew Eichard. Matthew, welcome. Hey, John. Thanks again for making the time. Uh, Matthew is the pastor of Youth and Families at Clemson Presbyterian Church in Clemson, South Carolina. Uh, He's married to Rachel, and y'all met in seminary. Isn't that right? That's right. We met, uh, I I like to say that we met our first class, our first day of seminary. Uh, Rachel says that we actually met a little later than that. (laughs) She certainly caught my eye the first day, the first (laughs) class of seminary. How about that? There you go. That sounds good. Um, And Rachel, we were just talking a little before we recorded, does a lot alongside you in the youth ministry uh, at Clemson Prez. And um, y'all been married how long? We just celebrated our eighth anniversary. All right. Congrats on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And for those of you who listen to the show regularly, you'll know that uh, Matthew appeared in episodes uh, 36 through 40. Uh, So if you want to go back and listen to those, uh, you can do that. And I think, Matthew, I know we recorded it at Laguna Beach, and there's probably a lawnmower in the background or somebody weed eating (laughs) or something. So so, uh, it's nice that you're in your office. I'm in mine. Um, Hopefully... Uh, the audio will be a little bit better than Laguna. Yeah, we'll uh, see. Yeah. But, uh, Matthew, you're, you're actually the first guest for our new season, uh, oh. which is it's it's a very big honor. So you should feel very honored. Uh, <laughs> I, I do feel honored, John. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, most of our listeners know that the theme of this season is frequently asked questions. Uh, and so we want to pose these FAQs uh, to youth workers uh, and just see how they answer these questions, you know, based on their context. Uh, we want to be talking to people, you know, all over the United States, maybe even outside of the United States, and kind of see the questions that they're dealing with. And most likely, uh, youth workers are going to be struggling dealing with the same questions uh, from students. Uh, so that's the theme of this season. And with that, uh, we'll get to our first question, which is, what is the most frequently asked question uh, for you in your context? What's the, you know, if somebody asked you that, what, what's kind of the, the questions you receive from your students that kind of come to the top as you hear that? Mm -hmm. You know, that's a really great place to start, John, because um, having been in my particular ministry context for uh, a little over six years now, it really is interesting that, you know, from a a group of students that's constantly changing, there are certain questions that just kind of keep cropping up along the way. And I I think for me personally, um, the question that, that comes up really often with our students is sort of just around this whole idea of, of feeling like you're a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what do I do when I don't get the scholarship? What do I do when I don't get accepted to my dream school? What do I do when I don't make the team? Um, you know, questions really related to, I think, identity and, and success, um, 
And I think, you know, for us, we, we find that a lot of that is typically driven by the fact that we live in Clemson. And Clemson is a university community. Uh, the university actually outnumbers the community. Um, and so, you know, my students, many of them, they grow up their entire lives um, wanting to, you know, be a part of what Clemson is doing academically. Um, they want to be a part of what Clemson is doing um, a- athletically. And so it's it's just, it's hard. It is so difficult when those dreams kind of don't come to fruition. Mm. Um, and, and and I think, you know, as, as we look to address those issues and, and talk through that with students, um, that's really just a wonderful opportunity for us to draw things back to um, who you are, first and foremost, as a human being created in the image of God, and, and, and second, you are a believer who is being remade after the image of Jesus Christ. Um, and I think, you know, for students who are in the midst of, of feelings of real rejection, of, of real failure, um, just being able to bring them back to those two concepts of who they are first as, as just the crown of creation mm-hmm. and, and secondly as the object of God's eternal redeeming covenant love. Um, I think, you know, by God's grace, that's something we've been able to speak into through the years. Yeah. And that's something, I mean, the word image bearer, um, or the, you know, the words image bearer that that can be thrown around a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. and you, you know, especially students who've grown up in the church, um, hearing that kind of language. Yeah. Um, But, but, but it's just, it's awesome, you know, for you again, by, by God's grace to be a youth worker in their lives, connecting the dots, um, not just having this fancy kind of theological term, image bearer, to throw around, but to say, look, this this <laughs> places eternal significance on you um, because you're created in the in the image of this eternal God, and you know it's an identity um, that can't be taken away. Uh, you know, it's not it's not something you can lose. I mean, athleticism is going to go away for all of us, and it <laughs> it left me many years ago. Yeah, I'm about to say, I'm well past my prime. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for you to, to be able to have those conversations with students and to, and to connect the dots for them. And so is that when you get questions kind of like that in that area, is that typically your go-to? You start with image bearer and then also kind of point them to the gospel. Is that, is that how you begin typically? Yeah. And, and, you know, I think there are other, you know, there are other ways that we want to address that as well. I, I think it's good in, in talking with students uh, in, in those kinds of issues to grieve with those who grieve or mourn with those who mourn, you know, to recognize that, that it is okay to take some time to, to feel the sadness of, of not getting to do or getting to be the things that you wanted to, to be and, and to do the things you wanted to do. Um, and so I think that's appropriate and, and important too. Um, you know, I can tell you, I'm, I'm not necessarily, you know, the, the most emotionally <laughs> helpful come alongside kind of guy. But I think I'm learning those lessons more and more by day that in addition to, Hey, here's some truth yeah. <laughs> Run yeah. with that, you know, just the importance of, of living life alongside people and embracing that pain alongside them and recognizing that, that even though it may seem small and insignificant in the moment to us as bona fide adults, um, 
that that is, you know, that's another way that our students are just tasting parts of the fall mm-hmm. that they can't go and be and do everything that, that they want. Um, and, you know, I, I think more than anything, the longer I'm at this, the more the Lord's kind of softening my heart in that direction too. Yeah. And you're, I mean, you're bringing up a huge point uh, because we, you know, we can struggle at times uh, since we're a little further along in the sanctification process than our students to just kind of have a suck it up mentality um, at times and not enter into, uh, you know, how they are processing this as a, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 year old, um, you know, the, the, like you said, really taking time to mourn with them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if you said this ex- specifically, but, you know, th- this would go along the lines of, you know, also not having the followers or, or the likes on social media that their friends sure. get and, and that that can hurt them, you know, as well. And, and really just kind of entering into that and saying, you know what, that, that does hurt. Um, it hurts to, I mean, we, we, we've all dealt with, um, kind of knowing who the popular people were in school. Um, but now our students actually have, you know, as borrowing this term, um, a scoreboard for popularity yeah. uh, on their social media account. And so not just kind of dismissing it and giving them, like you said, here's truth, mm-hmm. uh, but mourning with them. I think that is just a huge uh, point that you're bringing up. Um, and something kind of a, a follow-up to this. Okay. Um, yeah. What do you have those students you know, come in and they share whatever the failure is or their disappointment that they're dealing with. And you, you know, you mourn with them, you point them to the truth of being an image bearer, you point them to the truth of the gospel, but then they just say, you know what, that just doesn't matter that much to me. Um, you know, I, I know what you're saying, but I really wanted this scholarship. Um, they just kind of take it as you're just kind of giving me the Sunday school answer. Um, and when, what do you say to a student that, that does that? Yeah, I, th- that's a really great question because I think in in our own lives, you know, even as you know, I'm now in my 30s and you know, got a mortgage, and <laughs> you know, there are times where you know people will communicate the right things to me, and it's sort of a, well, that's great, but that's not helpful, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of response in my heart, and I, I think that's, you know, if I can maybe draw it out to a bigger picture. I think that is one of the primary reasons that that God has established the local church for the good of his people. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, even when you don't necessarily want to hear that answer in the moment, hopefully um, that truth and that love is being communicated by someone that that you trust, that's been speaking into your life for years um, those are things that, that maybe if a student is coming to me or to one of our other youth staff or volunteers, that they've already heard something similar at home from mom or dad. Um, and so I, I would hope that, you know, we have the opportunity and the patience to recognize that, yeah, you know, sometimes you just don't want to hear something. You don't want to accept something. You don't want to live in that reality. But again, that's the beauty of community together. Mm-hmm. And you can bear that burden together. You can be patient and and sort of let that just sink into their heart over time. Um, you can kind of come back to that conversation a couple of weeks later. Um, and that's, I think, one of the reasons I love doing what I do is because we are a, a group of people together 
you know, hopefully speaking truth to one another as iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that, that's very good advice. Um, and that's just great to hear. And to, and to be reminded, I mean, we can be, uh, like you said, to, to bring it back on us, uh, that we, you know, we all wake up, as I say this a lot, uh, but we all wake up with this identity crisis. We forget who we are um, all the time. And so to bring it back on us and see that, yes, we struggle in the same ways, um, just, you know, in different contexts and um, to be reminded that it, it doesn't mean it's not true, though, even if we don't feel any different after having those conversations or after relaying that truth to the student, it doesn't make it less true. And so being right. confident uh, in the truth of God's word and uh, that it will impact and soften hearts. So some good advice, Matthew, anything you want to add as we close this out? I, I think, you know, more than anything, just really trying to, again, live life together alongside your students and alongside your families. Because, you know, again, in our context, 11 to 18 year olds are not the only people that are feeling this. You know, it's, it's the 45 year old mom and dad too. And just being present, um, being active in the ways that you provide compassion and the way that you provide truth. And ultimately in the way that we point one another to Christ is, is absolutely essential. And, and I think at the end of the day, the very the best thing that we can do for one another is the church. Absolutely. Well, again, Matthew, thank you. You're welcome, John. <laughs>